0: We all wish we could talk to animals. As it turns out, we can. Animal Connections with Laura Rowley explores the nature of interspecies communication. What are our animals trying to tell us? Animals commune through love, a force that opens all doors. Listening to them teaches us how to be better humans. Why? We can trust them to tell us the deepest truth about who we are and how one can grow into a more powerful version of self. Laura shares over 20 years of stories and wisdom learned from her work as an animal communicator in this hard and thought provoking show.
1: Welcome. I'm Laura Rowley, and you can listen to Animal Connections with Laura Rowley on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Friday at 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Listen online or on your mobile devices. To learn more and for a full schedule, go to DreamVision7Radio.com. DreamVision7 Radio Network is the media partner for Omega Institute. Thank you for joining me today. I had a couple of announcements for this new year, since the topic of our new year is Breathe, Pause, Ponder, and Do, that's the title of this particular podcast. Um, One thing I'm offering as a way to kind of uh, segue into that idea of breathing, pausing, pondering what you really want to do and then doing it is I'm offering some uh, online Zoom workshops. Uh, they'll be starting February 4th of this year. Um, they're entitled Animal, Animal Communication, A Path to Self-Love. So I'm really pleased to be doing this. I usually do workshops in person, on site, lots of travel. Great to be out and about with people. Actually, I really like that. But um, I'm getting a lot of requests to do something virtual. So I thought I would throw up a platform that is pretty simple in terms of it'll be every other Saturday during the winter months Um, on Saturday morning from 10.30. No, from 10 o'clock in the morning until 11.30 Eastern Standard Time, so every other Saturday. And the whole series will be, um, you know, monitored with a monitor online, and there'll be Zoom Zoom calls. Um, It's a series of five different uh, classes. They start February 1st. Then they are the 4th and the 18th of February, March 4th and 18th, and then they end April 1st. So five Saturdays every other Saturday um, this winter to spend some time with yourself, uh, exploring your own intuition with the idea that you'd like to work on animal communication yourself, being more astute with communicating with animals or the idea of hearing your own animals um, requires a little homework about understanding yourself and how you use intuition. So I call it a path to self-love because if we start to use intuition as a tool every day, all the time, it becomes ingrained in us as part of our processes of our brains other than just deductive reasoning. And it's a really valuable tool because it helps us then choose which deductive reasoning path we'll pursue. So for instance, if you want to learn how to talk to animals, you have to let go of a lot of ideas that you can't do it. We're going to work on that. Those are blocks. We have to strengthen your intuition and then get you to use your intuition through practice. You'll have homework. Then we'll talk about the homework in the next session. Uh, as well as give you some more that will help move you along the path to getting some confidence. Um, So there will be a combination of sort of lectures and exercises that are homework exercises uh, to prompt you into that state of mind that makes intuition easy. Um, Once you know intuition, talking to animals isn't that big of a deal, Uh, or you may choose to use it a different way. So it's kind of, this is kind of a basic core uh, workshop I'm offering. Uh, again, it starts February 1st. So for information on that, Billy, it's just best if you speak to um, my assistant. Um, you can do that either through email or the phone. Her email address is kklein2011 at gmail her name is Karen klein so it's k k l e i n two zero one one at gmail.com. Um, the the line where i take appointments and um um that she works with is three five two three six nine five nine nine three um that's a number in the United States. So dial 1 for other countries uh, before that number, 352-369-5993. It will be a joy and a pleasure to to do this with you. The the closing date for the class is still 20 days away, January 24th. Um, Then we're going to kind of close the class and work with the numbers that we have. Um, And the class itself starts February 1st, just an hour and a half every other Saturday to really kind of shake you and move you into a different place. Uh, where you start to trust your intuition as a tool and an asset. Um, so that'll be fun for me to to teach you, and um, I really welcome the opportunity, and I appreciate everyone's feedback that they wanted me to do this. Um, I, it's going to be fun, uh, as well as enlightening and, I don't know, a lot of what I base the whole class on is based on what I had to learn to be able to talk to animals. So it's really based on my own experience. Uh, because I didn't know how to do this till I was 32 years old. And um, then it became like a second language to me and very easy to manage. But I had to do a little work on myself first, like we all do. So that's the message of today's podcast in terms of, you know, breathe, pause, ponder, and do. So we all know that January brings upon us the season of uh, making resolutions, Um, our goals for 2023. Um, So resolutions abound, right? Um, The weird thing is when you Google about resolutions and the success rate of resolutions, you get this kind of unpleasant news that only 9% of people report a success rate with their New Year's resolutions throughout the year. Somehow the resolution gets lost as the year unfolds. Nine percent. Now, is that the most accurate number? Who knows? Right? But it's not anywhere near above seventy percent. It's low. Nine percent is low. So asking yourself, well why is that? Um, If we know we need to change, well why don't we? What's the big deal, right? There's something that would be better for us in the future. Presumably we make our resolutions about what would be better for us in the future. So um, I've been pondering why that is. It's kind of, uh, as a life coach, when I do animal communications, a lot of what I'm doing is a lot of life coaching because I believe that animals are a mirror for us to study ourselves from. So. My job is to tell you what your animal is thinking or the motivation behind his actions, which ends up in a conversation with the person about, well, their actions and their motivation because they're there to learn and grow with each other. So what I've noticed is a couple of trends and a couple of ideas, and I'm hoping if I share with you in a lot of good stories that will help you think about your resolutions and what you might want to do this year with yours so that they feel successful and brilliant and wonderful. So the first thing I think you have to ponder is you have to sort of concentrate hard on are you phrasing the resolution well? So a lot of people phrase their resolutions with the idea of this is what I should do. Like I should lose weight in 2023 would be the idea behind the resolution of I'm going to lose 10 pounds in 2023, right? versus what you want to do, which is I want to lose 10 pounds in 2023. So let's go back to that. If I want to, what's the difference between should and want? Well, should implies a lot of stuff. Want is way better. Why is that? Uh, If I want to lose 10 pounds, say simple resolution, I bet you lots of us, if we're honest, have that in our, I don't know, the backdrop of last year, like oh, I'll have to lose this ten pounds next year. Okay, so when you say you want to, it brings it into the immediate present. I want to do this, not oh, I should do, I should lose ten pounds. <laughs> I'll get to that, right? I want to do this. I want. So whenever we attach desire, which is what want is, right? Um, then you kind of change the way the whole universe can work with you because the universe works where we desire things. That's where it meets us to co-create our reality. It doesn't really care what we should do or shouldn't do. There's not a morality attached to it. That's based on a lot of ideas that we bring to the table. They may not be valid ideas. I should not weigh this amount. I should weigh that amount. Versus, I really want to weigh 10 10 pounds less because, and then you can attach to it some things that are about your health. I want to feel better. I want to feel better then becomes your resolution. And If I lose some 10 pounds, that will do it. Right? My joints will feel better. My clothes will fit better. I'll have more self-confidence. My heart won't have to work so hard to maintain my weight. Uh, be easier for my body to move through air and time and space. So um, that shift can be really important when we say the say the the resolution as a desire versus a should. So two things can happen. Um, you aren't depriving yourself of something like oh I can't eat this cookie because I have to lose weight because I should lose weight, right? And all of a sudden you're thinking, well, if I don't eat the cookie, I'll feel better tomorrow, so that's great. Different idea. Much more successful if you can word it that way. Because when your desire, what you want, is in alignment with your higher self, there's an enhancement immediately to your current life. Immediately you start to feel better. Because you're not doing it based on what you should do, which is sort of taking the authority Sort of sounds like you're being a bad little kid. Mom said, I shouldn't weigh this, I should weigh that. Our past, our history gets all blurted into that. Instead, if it's what you desire now, this will be an enhancement of where I am now, then all of a sudden it's just not that big of a deal. I'll skip the cookie for now. <laughs> okay? There's no feeling bad for yourself there. You just think, ah, eh, I'm making a different choice and it's okay. So it takes a lot of awareness to do that. But not really. Not really. And if you just decide, I'm going to be aware of what I eat from now on so that I lose weight. I'm going to be aware of my exercise program. And I'll take that information in 30 days and take my awareness and see what I've learned about myself. Did I gain weight? Did I lose weight? Am I clothes fitting better? In other words, don't put a lot of shoulds on that. Just say I'm going to proceed. I'm going to breathe, pause, ponder my decisions, and then just do it. And then I'll t- get the feedback later on about how all that's going. Did I, re- did I lose weight? Probably I did. And once you start to see your goals start to work, boy, do you want to keep them up. That feels really terrific, right? So um, this has a little idea that you've heard me talk about a lot, which is uh, working from your higher self versus working from your ego, so your you know your ego likes things um it delights in treasures. it likes to say, "Oh, I lost five pounds um, there's nothing wrong with that that moves us forward in life and it helps us actually achieve our goals right um, But when we manifest from that place, it's sort of a never ending cycle of acquiring versus our higher self, where we actually feel at peace because we chose from that perspective. I feel peaceful today. I don't know if I lost weight or gained weight, but I went for a walk. I didn't eat the cookie. I'm going to have a salad for lunch. I feel pretty peaceful that I'm trying my best. Is a really nice way to make a resolution versus I didn't make my weight today. I'm seven pounds over. I'm three pounds less. I should have been six pounds less. That's that goal-driven thing that happens with ego decisions where we just say we should do this or I want to do this, not because it's out of a desire to feel better, but out of a desire to win a goal, right? Our ego gets interested in winning. We talked about that a lot in my last uh, podcast, the idea of competing and your ego gets excited about a competition. So don't make it a competition. Make it be, I'm going to be peaceful. I'm going to feel emotionally better because I made a good decision about myself. That's, if you start to do your life, always making good decisions about how you're going to feel about yourself, no matter what you want, no matter who you want, money, a lover, a marriage, a friend, wonderful pets, health, you're going to feel better if you always feel like, you know what, today I did my best and I tried. I put it all in in the court of trying well for myself versus making a goal that I either can say I did or didn't do. So that's the first idea there. So this kind of model of a goal, it's a lot what I'm going to talk about when I, when I work on this class, is really the idea of setting an intention. Um, so um, in my class that I'm going to do in February, we're going to work a lot about how to set intentions so that you're actually uh, making them from your higher self and not from the place of your ego. Um, so, this model treats sort of everything you know and some of the things that you may not be aware of right now as sort of streams of energy that you're planning on grabbing a hold of to accelerate yourself. So, if you were a river flowing, you want to get a lot of streams running into your river good friends, good contacts, loving relationships, wonderful health, wonderful pets. Um, that reflect that health to you so that you are more like a river that starts to gain energy and steam because you're allowing everything to come into you that contributes to this higher sense of self. Not just what your ego wants, but what you know is really, I want a healthy life. So that's going to lead you to wanting to lose weight because, well, a healthy life means usually being a weight that your body's comfortable in and that everything works well. Never mind how you look. It's all about health, right? So your river that is you, this flowing energy of your life um, can be a reflection really of what you're thinking and what you're desiring. So if you kind of keep it simple for yourself and keep all the shoulds out of it, only the I want health, I want happiness, I'm just going to keep working on that. That cookie would be fun for a minute, but uh, not not really what I'm focused on right now. So you're not denying yourself something, you're enhancing your life. So as you know, I'm always interested in how animals and the, the lovely companions that we live with, the furry friends that we all adore, um, how do they re- help us reach our goals if we're trying to think this way more intentionally and less goal-oriented? But they're still goals. We still want to lose the weight, right? So I think animals help us see ourselves more clearly as we are. They help us by holding up a mirror of how we're showing up for ourselves. We might have a goal or an intention that's good for the year. I want a healthy body, as my intentions say. but we sometimes don't always see where we're falling short. The cookie's a pretty obvious example of maybe that's not the best thing to do if you want to lose weight, right? But there's a lot of other things that aren't as clear cut as the cookie or the losing weight. Those desires that we have that are sort of nebulous and a little bit hidden in the background, but yet we're not feeling like we're missing we're sort of missing the mark, I guess, on our own lives. Our goals Seem to be. I want to be happier, but what does that mean? So think about that a little bit in relationship to your animals, and what do they show you about your happiness? Okay. So let, let me tell you this through stories, because that's always the easiest way. Um, I live with Stephen, uh, my fiance, and we have a little Chihuahua who's very demanding. Her name is Vixen. I think I've probably included stories about Vixen before because. She is clearly on this planet to be my teacher, and I think Stephen would say that uh, he has taught her a lot too. Um, she's very stubborn, um, and she sort of, if you insist she does something, um, like put your harness on before we take you for a walk, because you have to put a harness on to go for a walk, she flops on the ground and looks over her shoulder at you and like said, you have to pick me up to get it on, and she gives you a dirty look. Like, I don't want the harness on, I'll just go with you, And I'll stay with you, which is true, except there's traffic and it's not a good plan. So we've explained that to her. She knows that, but she resents it. So Steve and she butt heads because every day she throws herself on the ground, gives him a dirty look, and won't let him put put the harness on unless he bends down, picks her up, and bodily puts the harness on. She's super smart. So we know that she could also acquiesce, but instead she resists. This makes Steve sad and it makes him angry. Okay? So here's a mirror that is set up. If he wants his resolution to be, I want to have better walks with my dogs, and I want to not be angry as I start my day first thing in the morning, um, this is an emotional intention he wants to set for himself, right? Because he wants a happy, healthy life. So as he ponders this, he could make some decisions. One thing in 2023, he could get a new dog, <laughs> not have Vixen anymore. We'll find a home for her. He doesn't want to do that. He loves her. So that's not even an option. Um, but he could ponder a little bit whether or not Vixen is perhaps showing him his worst qualities or the qualities that are stopping him from being happy. Okay. Is he getting a little stubborn about having it be his way? Could he approach her with an idea of it'll be fun to walk with you, I wish you didn't have to wear the harness either. Would you rather I attach this to your collar or would you like the harness and give her some choices? Since we have to go out with Alicia on because there's cars, which would you like? What do you think would work for you? And then put the one on that she stands next to. Instead, every day he growled at her. He, oh, why won't you let me do this? He realized he was digging in and being just as stubborn as she was. So I pointed out to him that she was like his 13-year-old daughter. She was like an adolescent and that he had to start acting more like the adult (laughs) and start to not engage in defiant, stern behavior with her, but let her make a choice and tell her that's great. Let's go now. He started to think differently about it. All he did was think differently about it by setting the intention that I'm going to be happier with this dog because I really, really love her. And when he started to just make that little shift in his life, miracle happened. He noticed he was being really as stubborn as she was. You're going to do it this way and you're going to do it when I want. You know, he didn't say that to her, but that was all intended. So sometimes finding a good resolution has to do with noticing these little intentions that creep into your day. The things that are actually old patterns that you really want to get rid of because they're not making you happy and getting rid of them. So I think what a perfect thing it is that an animal lives with you and shows you in your pattern exactly how you're behaving, right? How great is that? So think about that a little bit um, while you're thinking about your resolutions. What patterns show up in your animals all the time? Because no doubt you are co-creating them, without a doubt. You might even be the, the actual cause of the whole pattern. So I have a lot more to tell you about that. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to Animal Connections with Laura Riley on Syndicated Dream Vision Seven Radio Network.
0: Animal Connections with Laura Rowley is an intuitive show created for you to learn what it's like to talk to animals. Laura shares 20 years of experiences of being a pet psychic and healer every Friday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, media partner for the Omega Institute. Our beloved animals share our lives and have amazing insights into our well-being, providing us with opportunities for personal growth once we truly begin to listen. It's fun to use animals wisdom to enhance our emotional and spiritual world who better than our furry friends to teach us the wisdom born of unconditional love what if your dog cat or horse could help you with your love life what would they suggest It's fun to think about and a wonderful way to conduct yourself. After all, animals know well how to love and invite us to love them unconditionally. That's a pretty great way to live life. Animals always communicate with our highest good as their central focus, even when sometimes we feel stymied or frustrated with their behavior. Visit LauraRowleyHealer.com to book a workshop or private long-distance phone reading. Laura's readings and workshops help you find the part of you that's able to tune in and connect to your amazing animals. Laura Rowley believes we can all understand by listening differently. Book a workshop or private long-distance phone reading now by going to LauraRowleyHealer.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-R-O-W-L-E-Y, Healer.com. Quantum Jumps presents a radical new paradigm that we exist in an interconnected holographic multiverse in which we literally jump from one parallel universe to another. In a moment, you can become smarter, more confident, happier, more outgoing, more effective, in better relationships, with more willpower. When you sense a new connection to another possible you, living the life you would prefer, immerse yourself naturally into that new state of being. And, voila, you've made a quantum jump. Supported by scientific research, Quantum Jumps is an inspirational book backed with practical tools to help you live a happier, more prosperous life. Learn more at quantumjumps.com.
2: Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508 226 1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com.
0: Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com.
2: This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.
1: Welcome back. This is Laura Rowley in Animal Connections. Back to our story of Steve and Vixen, my housemates. (laughs) Um, What they were sharing was this sort of stubbornness, like if I do it my way, it'll all work out okay. Nothing wrong with that, right? That's how you survive. So we found vixen on the on this uh, dirt road outside of where my farm is in Florida, covered with fleas. Actually, a client of mine found her. Thin as a rail, no one had fed her, and I don't know how long. And I mean, mangy looking and and you know scared and. Um, she was just struggling to do it her way, which meant, could I please eat and get water and find a safe place to lay down? Um, she was frightened. We have tons of coyotes in the area where I lived in Florida. And um, she was in rough shape. So she survived by being feisty and sure of herself. And Steve is a self-employed businessman um, his whole life, um, working on the, with the um, eventing Olympic team as a farrier. He had to go out into the world and make a business for himself, help, help athletes. He had to really roll up his sleeves, never mind what he needed. He traveled the world assisting athletes with their horses um, for, you know, decades um, while still, you know, being a single father. So there was a lot of survival stuff going on between Steve and Vixen. They were sparking each other oh, we have to do it my way. No, mine way is the only way to do it. Steve said, this is the safe way. You've got to wear that harness. No, I don't want to wear the harness. I know what I'm doing. I got this far, Dixon said back. So he had to de-escalate that by actually looking at himself and saying, I'm just sort of thinking I know the only way, but we're both safe. We're going to take care of each other. And I'm going to really try to be very loving when I go to her from now on and give her some choices. And it was miraculous. And she's now, um, she's my dog, but she now sits with him all the time. She's protective of him. Um, They have reached a whole place where that, Uh, arguing just went away um, because he looked at himself and made some resolutions about, like, I'm not in survival mode anymore. My life is easier. My life is good. I'm going to enhance the good. Um, Another way to look at that is to start to laugh at yourself a little bit when you notice those things. Um, I'm a big fan of the famous animal behaviorist. His name is Conrad Lorenz. And... um, what he said about this is very interesting. He's a behaviorist and he said, it's not often that I laugh at an animal and when I do, I usually found out afterwards that it was myself as a human being that the animal portrayed and that was why I laughed. In other words, the animal reminded him of himself. So I think all my clients would say that's true once we get laughing about circumstances. Another woman I spoke with, Helen, she bought a horse named Lunar. She was an experienced horsewoman. And Lunar was a racehorse when he was younger, so he didn't know anything about being a riding horse, very different skill set for horses uh, to be riding horses. Um, It's not about speed. There's all kinds of information they have to take in, and sometimes they're resistant to that. So Helen called me and said, I know what I'm doing. I asked him to do it. I wanted to grow and learn together. This is my goal for getting Lunar. Would you please explain that to him? And I want him, the bucking, to stop right now. I can't take it. He's scaring me. Um, So, whenever you say to yourself, I want this to stop now, that sounds a little like a goal, right? But that might be an ego-based idea, right? And I'll tell you why. Because we discussed with Lunar why he was bucking. (laughs) And he said something to the effect, I can't remember exactly the words, but he said, you know, she says she wants to grow and learn together, but I don't think she's trying to grow at all. She just wants to tell me what to do. I don't want to do it that way. Which, when I mentioned that to her, she said, well, I'm a trainer. That's how you train animals. (laughs) It's good enough, right? And he said, well, that's true. But she said we want to grow together. Then why is it, before she even gets in the saddle every day, she's angry? That doesn't feel like growth to me. She gets into me about what I should be doing. But what is she doing about the anger all the time? So when I told Helen that, she said, well, I'm getting angry at him for bucking. I said, oh, maybe I didn't express that very well. What he meant was you're just angry about life. So he doesn't think you're trying to grow and change. You just want him to grow and change. And if he's your teacher and your partner and your friend, and you want to have a life together, which is what you said at the beginning of this conversation, then he feels like you need to be a little self-reflective. Um, turns out she was really angry. She said, she laughed. She goes, oh, if you only knew the story of my life, you'd understand why I'm angry. And I said, well, Lunar feels like he feels all that every time you give him an aid or every time you ride him. In other words, you're doing everything with a little punch of anger. And I said, he's sick of it. So he's letting you know, I don't want to do it. This is what anger looks like. It's called bucking. I'm not going to just go with the flow. I'm going to get you out of the, pre- out of the, out of the whole process. I'm going to send you off of me. He was trying to buck her off. It was kind of awful. So I explained to Lunar that you can really hurt a person when you do that. And could he be a little more gentle if he wants to teach her, like pin his ears back or show from some other way so that she could work on her goal that became now an intention of I want to be happier and not just angry and trying to prove my point all the time in life. And I have to be a little more peaceful how I approach things because I enjoy understanding feelings before I express them through the filter of anger. Everything doesn't have to be about anger. So she had to reword her intentions, her goals, into something softer. I enjoy understanding myself might be what her goal could be. It's not really a goal, is it? That's when it becomes an intention. I enjoy understanding myself because I don't want to, work from the, from the place of anger because that's a miserable way to live life. So it's not really a goal, that's more of an intention, a higher idea that will then make her, actually make her goal of training lunar because she won't be doing it through the filter of the thing that is foiling her, the anger. So you see the difference now between a goal, which is about your ego, I want him to stop bucking, she said. The intention, though, should be more like, I want to have a peaceful and joyful life existence with this horse and he's showing me where it's not peaceful so I'll welcome the change right sounds a little saintly sometimes it's hard to do but we have to be laugh at ourselves when we notice it and move on right keep going um a good place to start I believe um is to think about what is working in your life like, what's working in my life you ask yourself hmm What's going pretty well. Um, that's a really powerful place to set an intention from, right? Don't assume blame or that something is wrong. Let's take. Let's go back to the simple example of Oh, I'm 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 fat. I weigh more than I should weigh. I weigh 12 pounds more than I should weigh. I should have never eaten those things, I never get this right, I have such bad habits, my clothes don't fit and I don't even care anymore, right? Lots of blaming and shaming can go on there. So don't start with, I, I'm the wrong way. Start with, I want to be healthier and if, as I move and keep going and progress, I'll, I'll naturally start to lose weight. That's what happens when you incorporate exercise and a little different dieting. Skip the cookie, right? So focus on the idea that um, where you've been to get where you are hasn't been wrong. You know what I mean? You've done your best previously. Maybe it hasn't really worked out all that great and you kind of want it to be even better now, but um, I'm going to add to the river of life that is me now and go forward and co-create with the universe. If you're a spiritual person, you could say it that way, and you could say, I want a desire to Add something to my life, a healthier, fitter physique, for instance, with that simple exam. There's no taking away. It's just a result of like being a victim when we say we have to take stuff away. Poor me, I don't get that cookie. I never get to eat what I want. Gosh, every time I eat something, it goes right to my hips or my thighs. Um, Oh, I exercise so hard and it never works out. All of that has to do with bringing forward all your paths. Leave that behind you. Even if it's true, leave it behind you. It's not serving you to bring it forward. This is 2023. Leave the old stuff behind you and say, what do I want now? If you notice you're whining in your resolution, oh, I wish I didn't weigh this, right? Oh, I wish my dog Vixen wouldn't be so damn stubborn. Oh, I wish my horse never bucked. If you're bringing all that in, there's a little bit of whining in there. Now, you're allowed to whine. It teaches you about what's not working for you, right? So you can say, hmm, my life is not done to me. I'm not a victim of my life. There's nothing to whine about. I've co-created this, some of it with great success, but maybe I'm applying tools from the past like Steve's need to feel like he could survive no matter what and Vixen's need, tools they had of the past that aren't applicable anymore. Just doesn't need to survive. He's in good shape, so is the dog. They're all health, happy and healthy. We have a loving family. We're prosperous and enjoy one another with lots of love. Okay, so your life isn't done to you anymore. The tools you needed, you might not need them anymore. Look at those and go, okay, I don't want those anymore. Learn from your mistakes by saying, oh, I'm going to move on and create change just for the fun and excitement of moving on and creating change. So when you pack that kind of intention without the whining into... um, your life, that river of life that is you, becomes very strong. So I'll tell you a little story about myself and Vixen. She's my dog, too. So um, Vixen sits at my feet. I oil paint and watercolor. And it's something I've done throughout my life, uh, those skills. But then I've had, like, big interruptions in, in, in painting or I allowed myself to not bring that into my life at times when I probably most needed it. So now, as I've gotten older, I'm determined, one of my intentions is to uh, become a better artist. Um, so I paint, oh, several times a week, as often as I can, and I love it. Um, So Vixen has this habit, which is truly annoying. While I'm having a moment to myself here, I'm whining now, I finally get a chance to not be talking to other people's animals. I have a moment to myself. I'm not working for me. Whining, whining, whining. I'm finally getting to sit down and paint. So Vixen appears at my foot and immediately starts a high-pitched whining. She's a chihuahua, so I mean high-pitched whining. She whines, she wiggles, she looks me in the eyes. Now, I don't want to communicate with an animal right now. This is mommy time, I say to her. She doesn't like that. She whines. No matter what I do for her, have I done enough for her? I get her up, I let her out. She goes out for 30 seconds, comes back in. She's happy for 40 seconds, comes back, sits next to me and whines. Now, I'm an animal communicator, right? So this shouldn't be happening, I say to myself. Poor me, more whining. This shouldn't be happening. I want this to be different. There you go. There's my ego involved, right? This should be different than it is. I want this to stop, I think. Okay? So, what I noticed was, of course, I had to listen to myself a little bit about this. I had to stop pause, ponder, and realize that while I was painting, I was sort of whining the whole time. Oh, I don't like that line. Oh, this isn't the right color green. Why can't I get these values right in this painting? It's not going the way I wanted it to go. Now, what can I do to fix it? So I was being pretty negative doing this thing that I supposedly and allegedly love and want to incorporate for the joy of my life. I was over there being very self-critical. So a form of whining was taking place on my part. Oh, I don't like how this looks. I want it to be different. So really what was coming out there was I'm not good enough. So I noticed that that's what I had been thinking every time the dog showed up and whined because she doesn't do it every day. Okay. So I had to look, relax. Say to myself, who cares if this is good or not? It's not going to be in the loop. Nobody's going to notice if it's good or bad. I'm the only one that cares. I'm supposed to be having fun doing this. Stop that and start having fun. Just enjoy the color that you got. Learn to progress. Know that life is a progression. This painting is a progression and your art is a progression. You'll get better when you get better. So that's the idea. Let everything just be a progression. Very good way to look at uh, a goal. The minute I do that, of course, you all know the story. She stops vixen, stops whining. She sleeps in her little bed on the corner and is totally happy with everything. Um, So, just a story about myself and how sometimes it's hard to catch yourself. But if your animal consistently shows you something like a whine, it's probably coming from you. You're co-creating that. And it's lovely to get rid of it, trust me. I know thank you for listening this is Laura Rowley and you're listening to Animal Connections with Laura Rowley what if your dog cat
0: or horse could help you with your love life what would they suggest it's fun to think about and a wonderful way to conduct yourself after all animals know well how to love and invite us to love them unconditionally that's a pretty great way to live life Animals always communicate with our highest good as their central focus, even when sometimes we feel stymied or frustrated with their behavior. Visit LauraRowleyHealer.com to book a workshop or private long-distance phone reading. Laura's readings and workshops help you find the part of you that's able to tune in and connect to your amazing animals. Laura Rowley believes we can all understand by listening differently. Book a workshop or private long-distance phone reading now by going to LauraRowleyHealer.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-R-O-W-L-E-Y Healer.com. Animal Connections with Laura Rowley is an intuitive show created for you to learn what it's like to talk to animals. Laura shares 20 years of experiences of being a pet psychic and healer every Friday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, media partner for the Omega Institute. Our beloved animals share our lives and have amazing insights into our well-being, providing us with opportunities for personal growth once we truly begin to listen. It's fun to use animals animal wisdom to enhance our emotional and spiritual world who better than our furry friends to teach us the wisdom born of unconditional love are miracles real can you move
1: from mayhem to miracles 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges abuse addiction and love
0: Experience Hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times best-selling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers Chaos to Clarity and Crappy to Happy, you'll love Crying and Laughing Through Mayhem to Miracles, sacred stories of transformational hope, available now on Amazon
1: and in bookstores worldwide. This is Laura Rowley and you are listening to Animal Connections with Laura Rowley. I'm on every Friday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. That's Eastern Time. Uh, Thank you for joining me. If you're interested in my classes on your self-development and working on yourself, they're called Animal Connections, A Path to Self-Love. So it's how to use. Uh, a lot of the tools we're talking about today, particularly, are intuition um, in a lovely manner that helps you move into life in such a place that you can use intuition creatively, kind of any way you want to use it, but I bet a lot of people who listen to this show are interested in animal communication. I've gotten that feedback. So the idea is that it's a really good baseline class for people that want to enter that, use intuition to do anything they want to do, Um, but with the help of an animal communicator, obviously a lot of the class is leaning towards how to use that animals as a way to help you intuit and become um, more confident in that skill. Um, So if you contact my secretary, her name is Karen Klein, um, and she's wonderful, Um, you can reach her at kklein2011 at gmail.com. So uh, I'll say that again. It's K-K-L-E-I-N-2011 at gmail.com. She can tell you about the cost, the dates, the whole package. Um, Just call her up with your questions. Any questions are fine. Um, 352-369-5993 is the phone number so today we're talking about setting intentions or resolutions so what I'm suggesting here is that your resolutions be more about your higher self which are heartfelt ideas versus a goal because goals have a way of eluding us because sometimes they're not heart based we just say I want this to be different this goal is about something being different. That's important to identify, but I think that's just step one of setting a true resolution that really changes things. Step two is take that goal and turn it more into an intention, which is heartfelt from your higher self. In other words, it's about making your whole river of your life smoother and better and happier not about denying yourself something or not or missing a mark. That's why goals fail. We, we feel like we miss the mark, so who cares trust the whole goal? Forget it. Give it the hook. Rather than, you can't step out of your life. I want to always progress. I want to always be a river that is gaining steam and energy from all these little riverlets and streams and creeks that feed me that are about love, health. The beautiful things in life are what, good resolutions are made of, not really goals like I must weigh 10 pounds less than I weigh now. I want something to be different. So whenever we notice we're saying that, it's a starting point. Nothing to be ashamed of. I, want, I don't want to weigh this 10 pounds. Okay, so where have I gone to follow? I'm not exercising enough and I eat too many cookies. So simple business. I'm just going to ponder, pause, and do those things. So I was speaking to Robin one day Um, she is the daughter of two physicians very accomplished people and um, she told me this as we got processing the information Uh, she had a cat and it had a very serious medical condition that involved its kidneys starting to uh, shut down cat stopped eating she called me in an emergency situation and said I don't want it to be this way so there's her ego I want this to be different I need it to be different Um, and so what did she want to be different she didn't want her cat to be dying very understandable right we've all lost animals it's horrifying and awful and heart-wrenching so I asked her well what was she doing Um, to take care of her lovely little cat. Her cat's name was Tara. And uh, she said, well, you know, we go and we have um, a million different medical procedures every week constantly. I mean, I could go on and on and on about what they were, because she believes in the the medical model of life as a way to uh, make things right. She needed it to be different, so she was going to make it right raised by two physicians we got chatting about that afterwards because I asked her I said well if he's dying why do you think continuing to pound medical stuff at him is actually going to fix that because Tara said to us "Um, I don't want to keep living in our conversation now that broke her heart she cried and she said "Well, that's not right he's got to try she's got to try Tara was a girl I think and um, he and uh, I said, well, I, maybe, maybe, but maybe this, her lifespan has just reached its sad conclusion, where maybe she's done, and you're sort of imposing this idea that you have to change something. You try harder. It's like a goal of, I, I can't well, it can't be about death, it has to always be about life. Well, in her belief system, her parents saved people's lives, their whole lives, which was wonderful, but at this point, that wasn't really a good thing to bring forward, because sometimes, you know, when life is, when we're ready to cross over, we're ready to cross over, it's time to go, right? Katara had a happy, happy life, and was very elderly, and now very sick. Um, So... We looked at how she could let him go more gracefully, let her go more gracefully, excuse me. Um, What would be a better outcome? And I think it had to do with accepting that this situation is what it is and all I can do is enhance Tara's life right now with love and ministrations and Tara really hated going to the vet Tara's whole life. So Tara didn't want the last, you know, whatever, how many days left of her life to be about going to the vet all the time which is what Robin was doing with her, right? Taking her to the vet three times a week for uh, kidney, uh, IV, and all kinds of stuff. Um, So they worked it out where, you know, we had a really lovely conversation because Robin was super, super in a lot of pain and needed to think about this differently. So with Tara's help... Um, she kind of realized she had to change her resolution around this idea that she needed to embrace acceptance and use love to instill peace and kindness so that Tara's passing was filled with grace um, because they had such a beautiful relationship. It didn't have to be awful at the end. If you just say I accept and let go versus I have to change life or death, good luck with that, right? It doesn't get you anywhere. So there was another story of just somebody... I don't know, really having to dig deep and painfully and beautifully, amazingly, when she finally did it at the end of the session, um, you could tell she felt it. And so did Tara. And I think I didn't speak to Tara after that, but I bet it was a way more peaceful way to, you know, end her her days. They both let go of something. Um, I spoke to another person. Um, Her name was Beth. Beth. And Beth had a pony named Popover, and um, since she was a little kid, ponies lived kind of a long time, and Beth was now, I don't know, probably late 20s, early 30s, and was starting to have her own children, she had a couple little kids, and she wanted Popover to teach the kids how to ride and be part of her life, because Popover and Beth had an amazing childhood together, and Beth got to show her in classes, and she felt she learned poise, confidence from Popover. Um a sense of athleticism and so she really wanted that for her kids so she wanted pop over to train her children and Popover over was being kind of brutal with the kids like wouldn't let them you know they'd get on the mounting block to get on because they're short They you know step up these steps and then pop over would move sideways and not let the kid get on get on the mounting block you know very unwilling they have to try three or four times then the kid would get on the pop over and she you know, we asked Popover to walk and Popover would stop, walk, wouldn't walk, stand completely still, yank the reins out of the kid's hands and start eating grass. The kid was too weak and small because he was a little kid, pulling on the reins to try to get Popover's head back up. Popover would pull her head back down. So Beth was so like, you've got to fix this. I don't want it to be this way. She said, this is my goal. I want my kids to be part of Popover's um, teaching them something joyful. But what's going on here? So Popover gave. Over his take on the whole situation um, and basically he just said you know I did my duty with you I was super patient for like 15 years I don't have patience in me anymore because I have a lot of arthritis and not feel great um, he wasn't lame and he didn't show any clinical signs of having arthritis so I told Beth where the arthritis was like his knees hurt his hips ached um, Later on, this was verified by a vet, but he, he hadn't shown signs of it. His way of showing it was to say, I'm resistant to exercise. I don't feel well enough to do exercise, and I'm not going to do it again. I'm going to be resistant. So she, Beth, and Popover were sort of locked in this idea of, you're going to do it, I don't want to do it. You're going to do it, I don't want to do it. It was good we got the vet involved, worked on some change of diets. I think Beth was feeding uh, Popover some food that was Uh, enhancing the arthritis and making him um, not feel well Um, and eventually they worked out an arrangement that was really good for popover light amount of exercise to keep the uh, arthritis down some anti arthritic medicines to control the inflammation and popover became happy again didn't have a way to say to Beth before that I don't feel great right so um, they both kind of let go of the stubbornness and started to look at each other like, okay, you want me to do this? And actually I do love you and I do love your kids. So I'm going to try and pop over needed to lose a few pounds. So the exercise with the kids was, ends up being good for pop over. I still talk to both of them and they're happy now um, and doing really well. So I want to kind of wrap up today. Like what have we learned today? Um, about ourselves that can make us happier as we make our resolutions and as we start this new year, um, 2023. And I guess the simplest way to say a lot of what I've taken a long time to say is don't apply a lot of pressure to yourself about your resolutions. The past is done. There's no pressure to change something immediately. So don't apply pressure. Rather, just ask yourself this big question. What do I desire next? Phrase it that way and make a list. What do I desire next? Not how can I stop something or fix it? What do I desire next? Because expectations can kind of ruin outcomes <laughs> because they're based on the past, and the past sometimes is left is best left in the past. Leave it alone. right? Let, realize I could just let my past go. The universe works differently. If we want to feed that whole river that becomes us, that becomes a stronger, more solid, flowing, beautiful thing, dumping all the garbage off at the bottom of the river and the top of the river flows really fast and we feel really great about our lives and we're really happy. We need to kind of work with the universe to co-create that so how does that work we all know this I know you've heard it from other people it goes it has to do with what we joyfully anticipate so if we joyfully anticipate for instance in our little example with with popover and bath a happy time with the horse with the pony won't this be fun yay and if we get some information it's not so fun for one of us we go okay we'll fix that that's no big deal and we we look at it as progression not obstructions it's information on how well we're doing in our lives Or how well the animal that we're sharing is doing in our lives. Look at your side, look at their side, and then go, okay, good, it's more progression. Be very willing to let go of the old expectations. Because when we joyfully uh, anticipate things, your goals and your resolutions become anchored in joyful anticipation, and that really is the secret of co-creation, is joyful anticipation. When we can almost taste the ice cream that we're about to lick, that's joyful anticipation. So if you start to think, oh, I'm going to paint the most beautiful painting I've ever painted, even if it's not, um comes out perfectly, but I really enjoy the process of painting it, then I should be here painting, and that will be joyful, and I can feel it. Whatever it is you want, if you get in touch with it by saying to yourself, what do I desire next? So with that idea, I want you to... Breathe, pause, ponder, and do. And I hope you have a very happy new year, and thank you all for listening. This has been Animal Connections with Laura Rowley on DreamVision7Radio.com. Thank you
0: for joining Animal Connections with Laura Rowley. Heard every Friday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Join Laura next time to discover how you can embrace the wisdom flowing from your loved animals. Communication starts with an intention to understand. Each week, Laura helps you find your own unique ability to create a better understanding of yourself as taught through the loving eyes of your animals. To connect with Laura Rowley, go to laurarowleyhealer.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-R-O-W-L-E-Y
2: Healer.com This is DreamVision7 Radio Network uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax and enjoy. Let life flow.